0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. Today is Monday, October 17th. Coming up, a look at the U.S. Senate race in Kansas. We'll talk with the Democratic candidate, former Kansas City, Kansas Mayor Mark Holland. But first, our weekly look at politics and government news on both sides of the state line. Next month's election for chair of the Johnson County Commission is technically nonpartisan, but the two candidates, Third District Commissioner Charlotte O'Hara and Roland Park Mayor Mike Kelly, have some fundamental differences. As KCUR's Beck Shackelford Wanganga reports, one substantial disagreement is on the topic of climate change.
1: Earlier this year, Johnson County approved looser regulations on solar farms, allowing a Florida-based energy company to move forward on a proposal for a massive solar farm. O'Hara was a vocal opponent of the solar rules and when asked about the issue on KCUR's up to date, questioned whether climate change is caused by humans. Climates
0: have been changing since the beginning of time and whether it is the carbon I I have great questions about it. Kelly expressed the opposite. Climate change is real and man-made and affecting us here in Kansas City primarily those that are most vulnerable.
1: Kelly called the proposed solar farm in Johnson County a great opportunity.
0: We'll bring you more of up-to-date's conversation with the two candidates on tomorrow's episode of Kansas City Today. A new poll finds strong support for expanding Medicaid among registered Kansas voters. Seventy-two percent of Kansans are in favor of expanding CanCare, the state's Medicaid program, that includes majorities of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Megan Word is with the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, which sponsored the poll and supports expansion.
1: What we've seen through our research is that states that have refused to increase that eligibility for Medicaid have worse survival rates for most cancers in both early and late stages.
0: Previous attempts to expand Medicaid in Kansas have failed due to opposition by the state's Republican-controlled legislature. It's an issue in next month's gubernatorial election. Governor Laura Kelly, a Democrat, says she would continue to push for expansion if re-elected. Republican Derek Schmidt, the attorney general, has said he opposes expansion, at least as it has been proposed so far. A coalition of women's advocacy groups and politicians in Kansas is organizing ahead of the November 8th election. Keep Kansas Free held events around the state last week, including in Overland Park, Lawrence and Topeka, encouraging voters to back candidates who will respect the August 2nd vote upholding abortion rights in the state. Co-founder Jill Docking said at a Wichita news conference that it's important to approach the issue of abortion in a bipartisan way.
1: We got a lot more done that way. I think it's important to be bipartisan because health care is not
0: a partisan issue. The group's also campaigning to retain the state Supreme Court justices and urging a vote against a constitutional amendment that would limit the governor's authority. And in Missouri, some 2024 election news that's right. Abortion rights supporters have hit a legal speed bump in their effort to amend the state constitution. Jeff Basinger of Columbia is proposing changes to the state's current abortion ban to make it less restrictive. He wanted to start the lengthy and expensive process of gathering signatures just after next month's midterm election. But Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft argued that state law doesn't even require him to start his review until that time, and it can take up to 51 days. A district judge in Cole County declined to order Ashcroft to immediately review the proposed initiative. The judge said forcing a review before November 8th of this year would be premature and violated the plain meaning of the state constitution. The campaign for U.S. Senate in Kansas hasn't been as high profile as some of the other races on the ballot. Maybe that's because polls say the contests for governor and attorney general are neck and neck. Well, an Emerson College poll last month gives Republican Senator Jerry Moran a comfortable 12-point edge in his battle to retain his seat over Democrat Mark Holland. Even so, like every other Senate race in the country, the outcome of this race may determine control of the U.S. Senate. And in Holland, the Methodist minister and former mayor of the United Government of Kansas City, Kansas and Wyandotte County, Democrats have a nominee who has won elections before. Steve Kraske spoke with Mark Holland on KCUR's talk show Up to Date about his uphill campaign and the issues he hopes will lead voters to an electoral... How many of ups- the
2: 105 counties have you made it to so far?
0: Oof, we haven't made it to
1: all of them yet. We are we're closing in on it. We have a couple of areas. We've hit every area. I think we're uh, we're probably at over two-thirds now, but um, we're making progress. But you plan to still get to all 105? If at all possible, absolutely. I mean, we're down to the last few... Uh, the last few days of the campaign, but we're trying to do everything we can to um, listen to everyone in Kansas and really to show the respect in the rural communities. I get fed up with Democrats nationally who complain about not winning rural communities, but we don't spend any time there. And so that's been my big focus. And we don't even need to apologize for being Democrats. I mean, we have a better message on health care, a better message on public education, a better message on wages, a better message on guns, a better message on women's rights. Well, it turns out we have the only message on women's rights. So we have to get out and tell our message. We We've had a great reception everywhere we've gone. There are strategists in the Democratic
2: Party who will tell you that, hey, Mark, you're wasting your time, that you need to focus on the Big Ten. Those are the ten most populous counties in the state.
1: Well, we know the math. I mean, one, um, one county has 28 percent of all the votes. And I only say this once per presentation. Johnson County is a really big deal because uh, I'm from Wyandotte, right? So Johnson County is a huge deal. We have to win, uh, we have to win Johnson, but the, we have to win the Big Five. Johnson has twenty eight percent. The top five counties have half the votes, and the next five counties get you to two thirds. Um, So that's you know we got to win the Big Ten. I'm a Big Twelve fan. Got to win the Big Ten. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the reality is, a third of our votes are in rural communities, and. The neglect of those areas has been the downfall of Democrats across the state. Hmm. I was going to say, you are a United Methodist pastor. How does that help, or does it hinder your campaign in the eyes of voters? Well, it helps in terms of, um, one, just demonstrating to people that uh, Democrats don't have horns coming out of our heads, right? We're normal people. And while it's true we haven't elected a Democrat statewide in 90-plus years, it's not been that long, Steve, since we've elected moderates. And the Republican Party has purged the moderates out of the federal delegation, and Jerry Moran's run right along with them As the wind has blown extreme, um, Jerry Moran has become an extremist on every issue. You know,
2: serving as a pastor runs deep in your family. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, I'm a third-generation United Methodist pastor. Um took my first uh, appointments in Wathena and Elwood in northeast Kansas, the part of Kansas I tell people that keeps us from being a rectangle, and uh, served in two towns whose combined population was smaller than the high school I'd attended. Mm -hmm. But we all want the same thing, Steve. You know, we all want uh, meaningful work. We all want opportunities for our kids. We all want to live in a community we're proud of. And I think Washington, D.C. could learn what holds us together is much stronger than what divides us. You know,
2: Senator Moran says the major issues he's hearing from Kansans right now are inflation, the flow of illegal immigrants and reduced availability of crop
1: insurance are you hearing the same thing I think these are concerns. I mean, uh, pocketbook issues matter. Um, we need to reduce inflation. Jerry Moran's done nothing to that end except point fingers at the administration. Um, he's well, what vo- can a U.S. senator do to uh, reduce inflation? Well, a, a lot of things. I mean, in terms of looking at monetary policy, looking at, at the Fed, he refused to even vote on candidates for the Fed. He would no-showed for those votes. Um, there's a lot of smart people in Washington, D.C. and around the country, economists, who can talk about different policy issues that we can do. The issue is there's no problem solving. Solving this problem would give a win to another political party, right? And it would share the the victory. And right now, Jerry Moran doesn't want to share victories with anybody. He's trying to undermine our economy uh, for his own political benefit. But what can you do as a senator to reduce inflation? Well, you can uh, how we address interest rates, which are being addressed right now. How you address... But uh, doesn't the Fed deal with that and not the U.S. Senate? The Fed does do it with it, but the, the U.S. Senate approves those people, right? I mean, there's a say in the U.S. There are checks and balances in this country that that allow that to do it. So there's there, there's also um, yeah we could address gas prices. The U.S. Senate could assemble a panel to see why. Oil companies are experiencing record profits right now while we're suffering at the pump. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's tangible. You could also tangibly um, address costs that are hitting people, like uh, prescription drugs. You know, we just passed a bill that allows Medicare to negotiate better drugs. And that's capitalism 101, right? The biggest purchaser uh, negotiates the best price. Jerry Moran just voted against capitalism in preference for the for the pharmaceutical companies. And if you're gonna keep prices high on seniors for medications that's a part of the inflation piece because it's taking money out of people's pockets that they could use for other costs.
2: And again, we've invited him any number of times and he's declined to come in here. Going back to abortion, Denmark, what do you want the United States Congress to do on that
1: issue going forward? I will be the 51st vote in the US Senate to codify Roe v. Wade. We protected women's rights um, and reproductive rights in Kansas in August. In, on November 8th, we're gonna do that for the whole nation. You know, the Kaiser Family Foundation estimates that 14
2: and Americans get health care through Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act. That includes 108,000 in Kansas, 250,000 in Missouri. Mark, with the Medicare Trust Fund unable to pay for in hospital patient care by 2028, how do we pay for health care in the future? I mean, are we at a point where we need a national
1: health care system like Medicare for all? I think we need to. Um, this, this I say this all the time. You know, there's in, in the in the mayor's office. There's no Democrat or Republican way to pave a street. People are asked to solve problems, and we work with people with whom we disagree to solve problems. Healthcare is a problem in our country, and we need to sit down with people with whom we disagree and solve the problem. And I can work with people who are left or right of center, but if you can't see the center from where you're standing, you're probably standing in the wrong place. And we have to stand in the same room. I mean, we need the U.S. Leaders of our country to sit down in the same room and address the problem. Stop the sound bites, stop the culture war, and talk about how we fix it. This isn't about socialism, and I get fed up with Democrats talking about socialism. This is about smart capitalism. We're the only uh, developed country in the world who continues to have this huge gap in healthcare access. Of course, we can provide healthcare access. And grow our economy. That it's a false dichotomy that's set up with the culture war. That it's one or the other. But how do we pay for Medicare going forward if in
2: hospital patient care, you know, we run out of money by 2028? That's just five six years from now. What is the what does the future look like?
1: Well, we don't do it. Um, the Republican way by cutting taxes on billionaires. I mean, I look at Amazon. Amazon's the richest corporation in the history of the world. They pay zero federal income tax. But yet, they're using our federal highways, our federal ports, our federal airports, money that other citizens and other businesses have invested for them. Why aren't they paying their fair share? If corporations and the very wealthiest folks are paying their fair share, and that's what's happened in this country historically, the, the folks who are doing the best, pay it forward in terms of infrastructure, and healthcare is infrastructure, by the way, pay it forward with healthcare for the next generation. And Amazon has built its company on the backs of investment from previous generations. Mm -hmm. They need to pay it forward to the next
0: generation.
2: How should Congress reduce the threat of gun violence and mass shootings, which obviously concerns so many Kansans and so many Americans, for that matter, right now?
1: Well, I can say, as being the mayor of Kansas City, Kansas, you know, we average around thirty-one homicides a year. Uh, We we know the danger and how deadly gun violence is. Um, Personally, um, I've seen the loss. I've done I've done too many funerals for people who've lost their lives. Due to gun violence. It's a real problem. And again, we're caught in a culture war. Jerry Moran is more interested in his donations from the NRA. You'd be surprised to know the NRA is the big tobacco of our generation. Um, They don't care about lives, they care about profits. And we want to ban assault weapons? I think we need to look at it. I mean, I I do think that um, these are military style weapons that um, have been brought from the battlefield into people's homes. Why look at it? Why not go ahead and commit today to banning them? Well, I think the. you know, here I, I think this is the issue. I do have the gun sense badge of a distinction. Um, for willingness to address, we haven't done anything, Steve. We haven't done anything. We haven't we haven't closed loopholes in purchasing. We haven't done background checks. We haven't done anything with training. I believe we should treat guns like we treat vehicles, right? We if you get pulled over, and I know Steve, you've never been pulled over, but if you were pulled over, they'd want to see your registration and your mm-hmm, driver's license. Right. Is this your car, and do you have any business driving it? There are a lot of things we can do to address gun violence, and if we need to ban them, we're that's 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 to me is the last step. But we haven't done any of the intermediary steps, because, because of a culture war An intermediary
2: ridiculous. step would be, what, banning 18-, 19-year-olds from buying uh, assault weapons?
1: I think that would be a good start. I mean, if, if you can't buy alcohol till you're 21, um, I think that makes sense. Again, we have common-sense rules. When people have sat down, when smart people have sat down with common-sense rules around alcohol, around um, around cars, we just need that same common-sense approach to guns. It's not asking too much. And instead, we have people in Congress who are all in on this culture war who don't want to solve problems. How about background checks? Well, we have to do it. I mean, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it. Um, my experience in Kansas City, Kansas, is homicide isn't typically the first bad idea someone has. Um, there are people who should not have um, weapons and they need to be held accountable for that.
0: That was KCUR's up-to-date host, Steve Kraske, talking with Democratic U.S. Senate candidate Mark Holland of Kansas. KCUR has invited the Republican incumbent, Senator Jerry Moran, to an interview. A member of his staff told us they're working to find a time in the senator's schedule this week. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Brian Ellison. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To hear the full up-to-date interview with Mark Holland or any of their other programs, Check out the show at KCUR.org, where you can also find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening.
2: Kansas City Today keeps you on top of what's going on across the metro and region every weekday. The Daily Podcast often uses voices from KCUR's daily talk show, Up to Date, with me, Steve Kraske, as your host. To hear some of these conversations in full, subscribe to the Up to Date podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.